Chris Harper wins a stage he finishes 15th on, Van der Poel's back on the start line, one Zwifter's back on the couch, and the bleep button gets a f- workout later. This is Quick Link Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the show for Thursday 25th of February. Let's start with the day's action, stage 5 of the first world tour race of the year, the 7 stage UAE Tour. Jonas Vinegard of Jumbo Visma took his second World Tour win with a late attack to come around and gap Alexei Lutsenko of Astana inside the final 250 metres of Stage 5 of the UAE Tour at the summit finish of Jebel Jais. Race leader Tadej Pogacar of UAE Team Emirates sprinted against Adam Yates to take second over the line and take six bonus seconds to the Ineos Riders 4 and extend his GC gap with two days to go. From the flag drop, Matthias Frank of AG2R fancied some alone time with the moto cameras, but he was eventually joined 20k into the 169km stage by teammate Larry Warbass, breakaway specialist Thomas de Ghent, Omar Goldstein, Kevin Colioni, Alex Dowsett, Roger Kluger, Lasse Hansen and Alex Lutsenko. De Ghent took both the intermediate sprints at 32 and 127 kilometres to put himself in the lead for that particular classification, with the brakes gap stretching out to around the standard four minutes before coming down to inside two with 30k to go. The brake hit the base of Jebel Jais, De Ghent put the hammer down, and Dowsett, Hansen, Warbass and Kluger were steadily dispatched out the back with each passing k. At the front of the bunch, UAE came to drive the peloton's pace up after both Andre Amador and Pippo Ganna of Ineos had pulled huge turns, dragging the brake back towards them. With 15 to go, the brake group was shattered and Lutsenko attacked De Ghent of Lotto Sudal and Goldstein from Israel Startup Nation. The brake's lead over the bunch was now about 90 seconds as, and was being chipped away at. With the 5k marker in sight, the gap was 45. Ineos were driving the front again through Daniel Martinez working for team leader Adam Yates. Vincenzo Nibali fancied a go and attacked, as Harm van Hoek gave chase. Wout Pauls bridged across with Jao Almeida, while the trio were reeled in, the de Koenig rider lasted until 1500 metres to go. Jonas Vinegard then went on the final chase for Lutsenko and stage glory. He made the catch at 500 metres, then rode off as the Kazakh champion cracked with 250 to go. Fifteen other riders soon caught Lutsenko, whilst Vinegard took his first win since the 2019 Tour of Poland. Pogacar over Yates for the podium, Sergio Higita 4th for EF, Almeida of de Koenig 5th. Top 10 on GC largely remains the same, with the only change being Mattia Cataneo of Quickstep slipping behind Damien Caruso of Bahrain into 8th. Pogacar now has 45 seconds over Yates, with Almeida 3rd at 1.12. Chris Harper of Jumbo Visma is 4th at 1.54, Nelson Paulus of EF 5th at 1.56. Pogacar is back in control of the points jersey, and of course he retains the best young rider lead. Tomorrow's 165k from Deira Island will end in a bunch sprint at Palm Jumeirah. Can David Decker step up a place on the podium? We'll find out on Friday's show. Matthew van der Poel will take to the start line on Sunday for Colonel Brussels Kerner after leaving the UAE tour early after an Alperson Fenix staff member tested positive for COVID-19 on Sunday night. Van der Poel and some other riders were cleared and passed subsequent tests after not having, quote, high-risk contact with the member of staff. Van der Poel will sit out Saturday's Omloop Het Newsblad, though, but Jasper Philipsen, who also left the UAE Tour, will lead their line. We'll give you a preview on both of those races on tomorrow's show. One rider not competing anytime soon is pro-Zwifter Philip Deigner of the Canyon Esports team. 
he's being pinged by Zwift's data anomaly algorithm, which checks game data with the power files uploaded by the riders after the top-tier events such as the ZRL Racing League. The inconsistency was apparently 2%, which was enough to trigger an investigation, which unearthed four further occasions with suspect data, including his power calibration test required to compete at that level, and the German rider has now been banned from competing on the platform until the 24th of July. Dignate joins a handful of other riders given slaps on the wrist by Zwift. We spoke about Antonita Rexnikov and Selma Trommer receiving bans back on show 33, and even that episode referred back to riders being booted off the platform from before Christmas. And on to the final piece of news for today's show. A murky affair that I thought I'd already talked about has reared its ugly head again this week, with the UCI handing a partially retroactive suspension to Patrick Van Gansen, after being found guilty of violating the UCI's Code of Ethics relating to a 2019 case including multiple accusations of harassment and abuse of female riders on the HealthMate Cycle Live team. As I went back through old show notes trying to find it, it wasn't until Marion Seacott spoke to the press today that I remembered what I'd been talking about. Back on show 6, we heard about the French rider accepting her backdated two-year ban after she'd been pressured into doping by another abusive team manager, Mark Bracker, who I believe has not yet had any sanction from the UCI, but the governing body has found him guilty of harassment of a sexual and humiliating nature towards female riders under his care. The cycling community is frankly appalled by the leniency of the UCI's so-called punishment to Van Gansen, who will be able to resume working within licensed cycling activities from January 2023. His ban has been backdated to start on April the 16th of last year and runs through to the 31st of December 2022 though he must go through the troubling, awful, stressful time of attending a course on how to not be a total c*** to vulnerable women in your care. Quite how he hasn't been told to permanently sling his hook by the UCI is troubling, especially after the union announced update to its code of ethics specifically in this very area just last November. It's with hand on heart that while the UCI's current rules and regulations may not have had the power to permanently remove him from the sport, I truly hope that every team, every single team, will all roundly tell him to go f*** himself when he inevitably comes crawling back for a job in January 2023. Whether all the Flemish dinosaurs, and I'm sure we can name a few, heed that call in two years' time is another matter, as we all know what jobs for the boys are like, and I'm sure he's not really like that he's changed slash deserved another chance. Van Gansen, f*** right off. We'll be back tomorrow with more positive news. You've got to love a bunch sprint to warm the cockles. And Inigo will be joining me from the Crip podcast, and we're going to talk all things Omloop Het Newsblad and Kerner Brussels Kerner. Speak to you tomorrow. Bye now. You've been listening to Quick Link Podcast, and you can find all of our previous episodes, email the team, or leave us a voice message for inclusion on a show at quicklinkpod.co.uk. Catch us every day for a daily microdose of pro cycling headlines, rotating regular segments, as well as feature-length interviews and roundtable chats. This show is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and YouTube, and you can find us across social media by searching Quick Link Pod. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Goodbye. (laughs) 